ourselves in this portion or the season of time that we call our lives, we find ourselves also, if we want to jump on, so to speak, that train, then God wants to let you and I in on the secret strategies of what he's doing every single day. Imagine what it would have been like in Moses' time with the Lord when he, in, in his way, because worship for all of us is different. And I was thinking tonight, you know, worship unto God looks like peace and his presence, but it also looks like a heavenly download of wisdom and strategy. And imagine what it was like for Moses to be in on the strategy of the Lord and to discern and know what God was doing. He lived very strategically. Imagine what it was like for Joshua to have been downloaded wisdom and strategy from God to bring breakthrough and deliverance and freedom. Imagine, imagine what it would, what it would have been like for Jesus to have been downloaded wisdom and strategy to actually get up on a cross. Because the Bible says, for the joy that was set before him, he endured. He was in on some things. He was, like the scripture shows us, like, like the tribe of Issachar, who were walking with God and discerning what God was doing. And the promise of scripture to you and I, though we may not be running the universe and we may not feel responsible for great big things, our days and our lives are very strategic if we're gonna do them successfully. And we need to learn how to prepare and how to do them successfully so they can get bigger. Because the name of the game for the Lord is that we get bigger, not bigger, you know, maybe some of us need to, but, but that we begin to think bigger. We begin to think kingdom. We begin to think like God thinks. And we begin to allow ourselves to dream and imagine that there was a moment in time where, where God is giving these crazy strategies of victory. And I'm here to tell you tonight that God is still doing the same thing today. The Bible says that he does nothing except he first reveal it to his servants, the prophets. Hallelujah. We're the children of God who hear the voice of God. We become the prophet of our own lives. Because the Bible says it's been given to us to know. Yes. It's been given to us to know the things that God has really given unto us. The detail of it the strategy of it, the ins and outs of it, so that we can stop tripping through life, but do it purposefully, intentionally. How Amen. many of you think that's amazing? How many of you think that's amazing? <laughs> it's amazing. You're going to have to stretch and, yourself a little bit tonight. And, and you may not think like that right now, but you know, you God would love for us to think more strategically. Yes. And you know, we're in an apostolic ministry, and if you spent any moments around pastor, uh, all he does is think like this. All he does is think like this, and, and that's how God thinks. That's right. God's always dreaming. God's always dreaming, and we're learning, even as we 
walk into this building and we see that huge mural, that beautiful mural that someone painted up on the wall where we declare we are those who dare to dream the dreams of God. Yes. Well, God's dreams are not little. How do you know that? God's dreams are big and they're full of detail Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. And so um, what we're going to be doing tonight, hi, Jess. Hi. Pastor Jess. Um, a couple it's been of weeks a little ago, while since we've done this. Yes. So you guys it's been a little while. get ready. And I've seen some new faces. Yeah. But this is our meat and drink. Yeah, that's right. This is our meat and drink. We were on the phone with Prophetess Kathy today, for Hallelujah. those of you who remember her. So she yes. was so, so, so good to just give us exactly what we needed today. So we're going to yes. share a little bit about with that yes, with so. you guys today. Hallelujah. So a few weeks ago, I want to kind of preface where we're going because um, it helps us to kind of get our catchers out when we understand what God's doing tonight and what his intention is. So a few weeks ago, maybe about a month ago now, Pastor Jess was listening to a a teaching from brother, brother um, oh, actually it was George Pearson's and Gloria. And George was referring to a time where the Lord had instructed him to go and get something of Brother Copeland's that spoke about his early years, how he separated himself in fasting and prayer and the word of God and what exactly that looked like and how if he would do that, that it would absolutely shift his life. So Pastor Jeff, Jess, Pastor Jess, She's rushing. Go look that up. <laughs> she always thinks it's prophetic when she messes up somebody's usually, name. Usually it is. Like she always calls Mike Mark. And so and we've like so looked good. up the meaning of Mark. And so Pastor <laughs> Jess yes. felt the inspiration of that teaching. How many of you have had that? You've heard a teaching and you're so inspired by what, by what you hear. And then you share it and it falls flat like a pancake for everybody else that hears it. Because there's something that was released in that teaching that you heard that you caught and nobody else did. So that was probably about a month ago, and then a, a few days ago, um, she mentioned it again, and this time, okay, there's a little bit more that's going on, and now, you know, a few weeks ago, the Lord is beginning to speak to our hearts and talk, talking to us about this idea of wanting to inspire our hearts concerning the harvest and concerning what it is that He's doing, and letting us in on this idea that we have to be inspired. If we're going to do what it is that God's asking us to do, God has to in inspire us. God has to awaken us. He has to put the desire there. And so that's exactly what's happening. Pastor Jess said, you know, I'm going to do this. I think we need to do this as a family. And it fell flat like a pancake. And so I said to her, we were talking a few days ago, and I said to her, you know, I really believe that that is something that has to happen with the church. I really believe that God is calling us. I want you to stand up in front of the church on Wednesday night and I want you to share this. But I said to her, the problem is, is that probably the same thing will happen to many that happened to us. It's going to fall flat like a pancake. No chance in here. <laughs> so, that morning, the Lord gave me a dream. And I marvel at the goodness of the Lord because the dream explains the why dream explains why. God doesn't have a problem with us asking why, God. You want us to fast, why? What's the purpose, God? What's the intention, God? What's the destination, God? What's the change and the transformation, God, that you're looking for in us? So we're not going to take the time to go through the dream because it's kind of crazy. In true McDonald's fashion. <laughs> 
in true prophetic fashion. It's the way the Lord is, though. You know, he's the one who gives them. And they're odd, but he gives them. And so, um, so we were inspired then. We're like, okay, Lord, wow, that's, we heard you. But we believe this is bigger than us. We believe this is something that you're saying to the church at large. And so um, I was feeling it earlier. We were talking on the phone and talking about, okay, how exactly we're going to articulate this. And I had thought, the thought, you know, Prophetess Kathy. And then right after that, she said, you know, we need to get Prophetess Kathy on the phone. And so I want you to go ahead with um, the details. So I, I'm going to encourage you with the same thing that Dr. Mark Kaufman said, and that is don't take notes. Just catch it. Yeah. It's being taped. Don't take notes. Hallelujah. Um, thank you, Lord. So let's just pray. Let's just pray together. Every good? Yes. You all good? This is a prophetic night. Mm -hmm. Like prophetic. <laughs> uh, well, you know, we're a prophetic church. That just means we hear God and we are being directed by him when we respond. So, Lord, we just thank you right now for your presence. Let's just lift our hands. If you're comfortable doing that. If you're not comfortable, you can do it anyway and get comfortable. That's how you get comfortable. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we bless you. And we declare, God, with everything that's in us, we want to be that prophetic church. We want to be those people, God, who are inspired by you. We want to be those people, Lord, that as you give us and entrust us with dreams and plans and purposes that are bigger than us, we want to be those people who are not afraid, who receive grace and carry them out. And Lord, we just declare in the name of Jesus that it's our desire to steward, to steward, to steward, to steward, to steward, into the boardroom of heaven. Take us into the boardroom. 
Amen. Ooh, hallelujah. Go for it. Okay. Um, so, <clears throat> okay. Um, when we got on the phone with Prophetess Kathy today, first of all, um, we we used to talk to her all the time about prophetic things that were happening in our church, but um, just because of the direction and the things that the Lord has really had with us and also with her, we haven't talked to her in a long time. And especially about things sort of to do with our church, and it's been a while since we've had this kind of conversation with her. And as soon as I um, sent her a message, hey, can I call you? She um, picks up the phone and she says, it's so funny that you are calling me right now. And I'm like, okay, you know, one prophetic person to another. Like, I knew you were going to call. That's kind of how she is. And she said, I have, the Lord has had me in intercession for your church for the past two weeks. The prophetess Kathy Suggs yeah. is a, uh, a minister of God who yeah. God has redirected into the marketplace. If you're here and you don't know who we're talking about. Yes. But for uh, um, years, she would frequent our church. Yeah, she's like a grandma. Really walked us yes, through us. a lot of prophetic seasons yes. of change. Yeah, helping us to identify our city and our yes. church and really who we were. Yes. She was a, a yes. trailblazer with so us. So we send lovey texts, but yeah. not, not, not ministry. Not strategic stuff. Yeah, so basically talked. she said, it's so funny that you are calling me right now because I've been in intercession for your church for the past two weeks. And she said that the Lord has had me to pray the same prayer over and over and over again. And she said, these are the exact words that he's been having me say, Lord, don't let them miss their season of being catapulted. Okay, don't let them miss their season. She said that when she would pray the prayer, she said that the Lord showed her that other people had um, like small doors that they like, you know, when you choose kind of right or left, you like walk through a door, that kind of thing. She said that when, when she would pray the prayer over our church, that the Lord showed her that there was a gigantic door that we were about to walk through as a church, but it was like the Lord was going to pick us up and throw us like we were in the beginning. How many remember that was like a vision over our church 10 years ago? So we're going into 10 years. We're celebrating our anniversary this year, and, and she didn't even remember that but she said that she was praying the prayer for us lord don't let them miss their season of being catapulted so there is an urgency tonight you know jesus never comes to bring a word to like scare you into action he doesn't use fear but there are windows and times and seasons we know that where god will release something or open up an opportunity and it is time sensitive okay and this is one of those things okay so we are taking a Wednesday night to share it with you because we don't want a single person to be left behind. Amen. Okay. So basically without going into the details, we declare that we, yeah, not we one left will, behind. Mm -hmm. we receive our catapulting. catapulting. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. We will so be catapulted. We will be. Amen. We will walk through <laughs> that door Lord. of opportunity. Amen. So uh, basically without going into the details of the dream, um, the dream was about us as a church and about basically the season of transition that the Lord has us in and how um, harvest, our season of harvest, is so intensely connected to our next phase of ministry. Okay, so this this dream is so cool where harvest is concerned because how many of you remember that's our prophetic word for this year? 
And so she said that, and um, she said that the Jewish year, this year that we are in right now, is the year, it's the Jubilee year, but what's special about this Jubilee year is that it is a year of harvest, but there's something that's happening. Okay, so get a little spiritual for a second. There is something that's happening in the spirit right now that will end on September the 22nd. Okay? This is what the Lord told her. She had a vision one time just before she started praying for us. And the Lord released this vision to her of this time of harvest. And God basically spoke to her and said, he showed her um, acres and acres and acres of treasure. Like what buried, imagine like what buried treasure on Aladdin would look like. Like acres and acres and acres of this treasure. And what he said was this treasure was specifically set for 2017, the Jewish year that we're in right now, ending in September. It was specifically set for this year. And when we click over into the new year, that treasure will once again be sealed. Okay, so there is something because the next year, um, so September 23rd, when we clock over into the next Jewish, Jewish New Year, it will be a year of new beginnings. Okay, so the harvest is necessary. If you can see that the harvest is necessary to be launching us out into our year of new beginning. Okay, something is transitioning right now with us as a house where we need to grab hold of this harvest and it's bigger than we originally thought. Okay. The interesting thing is that we're actually going from nine to ten. Yes. And and ten is also it speaks of this idea of completion. Amen. Completing one thing and entering into and something. Entering new. into something. So new. we're right on target. Yes. It's so cool. Okay. Guys, isn't this so cool? Come on. It's so good. You haven't said enough. Yet. I know. <laughs> That's like my thing falling. I didn't want to tell you because I didn't want it to fall flat and then I whatever. But but let's go. Okay. Yes. So this is what she said. Um, to do with the dream, like I said, it seemed like it was a dream to do with our church, and um, it dealt with us in this place of transition, and this is what she said. She said, your church needs to understand that your vision is not a vision for a church, but it is tied directly to God's vision for the kingdom. Your assignment is not an assignment for a church, but it is an assignment for a region. When God is desiring to shift a region, you will see that it will first happen through your church. Amen. Everybody said amen. Okay. So what we're doing is not just shifting something as far as our lives are concerned, but we are shifting something that God is trying to do in Fort Erie and Buffalo. Okay. Specifically Fort Erie, Southern Ontario and Western New York. Okay. So, praise the Lord. She said, um, this is something that happened that I have to just kind of quickly share. Um, the last month, okay, the last Jewish month that we just went through is called the month of Savan, okay? And the, you know how, like, the 12 tribes were connected to the, tw the 12 months of the Jewish year, okay? You following me? Just try and grab this. So, the tribe of Zebulun is the representative tribe of the month Savan, Okay, so Zebulun, that tribe, is known for they were business people. Okay, they were business people, and they were known for being out of the tribes the most prosperous of the tribes. Okay, so this is what she said Pastor Ian on Sunday night 
was invited to go to minister at a, um, a gathering of pastors in the region. And he was there and he was sent to minister on basically the miracles that we have seen as far as shifting our region, especially Crystal Beach so far, okay? So they have basically heard of the miraculous thing that happened in Crystal Beach and they invited him to go. And what she said was that was a shifting that God was doing as far as our church was concerned to set him as this month where we move out of and into a new beginning from Savan into the new month. That Pastor Ian stood in his place as an apostle over the region to basically proclaim what happened then will happen again. Amen. Which is so good. Okay. Praise God. That's awesome. awesome. How we could be knowingly and unknowingly be being led by the Lord when we're believing. You're just we're living your everyday walking life. Walking in the seasons and the timings yes, of the Lord. Yes, and Jesus is just doing something. Okay, praise the Lord. So basically, this is what she said. Okay, I kind of have to explain a tiny bit about the dream. Is that okay? In order to um, for you to understand. Basically, in the dream, Pastor Tina walks into um, a hallway that is under construction. Um, drywall, like ripped apart under construction. And she knows that she is inside of our church. Now, this sounds kind of funny, and I'm not going to share one part. But basically, when she walks into the hallway, she sees Mike Williams, okay, laying. You don't shouldn't clap for him this time. Okay, just kidding. She sees Mike, and he's laying on a bale of hay, okay, laying on a bale of hay. Then Pastor Tina can see outside of the walls of the building, and what she sees is there is the church, a road, and then a field. Okay, you got that? So she's in the hallway. She can see out of the walls. She sees the hallway, then a road, and then a field. Basically, she tells Mike to take the bale of hay and throw it out into the field. Okay? I'm going to stop there. So what Prophetess Kathy said, and this is, in a nutshell, okay, this is why we're fasting. Okay. So she said, Basically, God has deposited something inside of our church. And it's been great for us, okay? That bale of hay basically represents a job well done. Like, you know, when a field is like all plowed and the harvest has been collected, then they wrap up those bales of hay and it's like we're done for the season. We have received and been sitting on this great thing that God has done inside of our church. Then she gave Mike in the dream the direction to take that bale of hay and throw it back into the field. And what she said is that, okay, let me read her exact words. She stopped for a second and she was just kind of sitting with the Holy Spirit. And she said, this is what the Holy Spirit said. This month of fast, in this month of fasting, I am working them towards enlarging their hearts to receive the magnitude of the harvest. They must increase their hunger so that they will receive everything I have set aside. But in order for them to harvest, there is something that must be sown. Okay. So she closed her eyes, and as she did, she saw herself, obviously, because she's been here before. She saw herself standing on the ramps. You know, the ramps, like when you walk into church, like we don't have steps, we have ramps. 
So she saw herself um, standing on the ramps, and she said that she could see 360 degrees around the building. And she said that every single thing that she could see, like everything within the scope of her vision, was a harvest field. And she didn't remember that maybe about seven or eight years ago, she had the exact same vision. And in when she had... Which is why Pastor Jess is giving the details. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. When... Are you guys following me right now? Am I explaining myself? Okay. So... Like, Some of you are like, Choom, get the tape. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you can catch it. You can catch it. It's your season of harvest, okay? That's what you need to know. So she's seven or eight years and ago. you're not going to miss it. And you're not going to miss it. She had the same vision, standing on the ramp, a field as far as she could see. Seven or eight years ago when she had this vision, she could see little tiny plants only about two or three inches, and they were green coming out of the ground. But everywhere that she could see, she could see those little tiny green plants. She didn't remember that she had that vision. This time when she was praying and she had a vision, she saw herself on the ramp, and as far as her eyes could see, she saw around our church a field. Only this time the wheat was full grown, and it was ready to be harvested. That's all you got? Come on. It was ready? Okay. Okay. So she said, the Holy Spirit says, it's time for them to look and see their harvest field. It goes as far as their eyes can see. Everything that they will touch, everywhere they will walk, I have given to this church. Everything around them is full of wheat, and it is ripe and ready for harvesting. By the 22nd of September, they must position themselves in hunger to claim the harvest that I have set aside. But this is the transition that must be made. The people must get on the same page. Their wombs of expectation will bring forth their manifestation. But this is a viable seed. And if you don't know what a viable seed is, it is a seed that has a timeline that must be planted. If it is not planted within the timeline, the seed will die. In order for us to receive the harvest that God has set aside, this fasting time is a time for us to plant our seed. She said she could see Pastor Ian with one foot inside the doors of the church and one foot standing outside in the harvest field. She said, the Lord has Pastor Ian straddling between two places, one foot in the threshold of the church and the other and most of his body is standing on the outside in the midst of the harvest field. She said, I hear the Lord say the same thing that he said to me in the past, that in the past, Pastor Ian was an heir to millions, but now and with the church as one behind him, they will become an heir of billions. That okay, can good. we say that's lock what for a second? God, so that's yeah. good enough. It's good. It's good. Okay, can I share any, anything else, or is that good? You just keep going. No, I think I think I'm good. I think you're I'm done. Good. Yes. Okay. So when the dream um, was done, I asked the Lord. You know, lots of times I shared this at prayer last night. When you have a dream, so we have all those details now, and we know that we are strategically. There's certain things in the dream. I knew that time was an issue. I knew that, you know, there's certain things that you know. And so 
I think the beautiful thing, even just about this interaction, you know, with Pastor Jess is here and I'm here and Prophet is here, is this idea from the Lord is we walk things out, we do it together. Mm-hmm. We do things together. So um, when I had the dream, uh, you, you, we, uh, I'm sure you, many of you dream a lot. And, and so I'm having this dream and I know that it's significant and I'm laying there and, and thinking, I have to remember every detail, I have to remember detail. And the Holy Spirit's like, don't worry, <laughs> you'll remember the details. It's like, okay. Um, and so um, I said to the Lord, show me in Scripture where, what, what is this dream? Show me an example of what's happening because it was kind of all over the place. Show me an example in Scripture so we can get the idea of what it is that you're saying to us. And the example that the Lord gave me, and then what I would like to be able to do is um, God speaks to us, as I said in the beginning. He speaks to us with the intention that we will receive, that we will be rightly positioned, that we will accomplish. He's a God of faith. He doesn't warn us or say things to us because he's afraid that we will not receive. You have to rest in that. But we do have a part, and we've asked to have a part. We've asked to be positioned as a church like this. We've asked to be brought into the boardrooms of heaven. We've asked to be strategic. So this that we're sharing with you is, you, you may not have heard of it, but it's not something that's unusual. And it's, it's a choice that each one of us, each one of us, you know, can accept or not. And so the Lord said to me that about Israel, and why am, why am I sharing this? So basically there's a couple of things that we see with Israel when they are in the wilderness. And the Lord said to me, my intention for Israel was, was not that they would stay in the wilderness. My intention always was that they would move into, that they would transition into the promised land. Yes. And I, I, the more I thought about it, well, I thought about the spirit of Caleb, and some of his attributes that actually got him into the promised land. And I thought about Israel, and as pastor's been teaching us about getting the doubt out, and how he talked about doubt is murmuring and complaining, and how they did a whole lot of that. And how, you know, what the Lord was showing me is that their shoes never, they never outgrew their shoes, and every day they would supernaturally receive food, and they lived this supernatural existence while they were in the wilderness, and they could have this idea of, this sense of accomplishment, this sense that things are good. And so there's no need for us to move on. That's right. Things are good. Things are okay. Why would we move on? Or there's this great dissatisfaction within our hearts and our lives that causes us, like the ten spies, to go into the land and not, not, be, not have that spirit of Caleb. But in Numbers chapter 14 and verse 24, when the Lord is speaking about Caleb, which is the spirit of sonship, which is why I believe Mike was in the, in the dream, is that a son really receives of the dreams of his father. The son receives the dreams of heavenly father and lives with the desire that those dreams would be carried out. See, the orphan spirit is all about that independent spirit that makes me feel like I don't fit and makes me want to accomplish life apart from God and apart from family. But when we enter the place of healing 
and transformation and true sonship, now my heart yearns not to fulfill my dream, That's right. but to fulfill the dreams and the desires of the Father. That is the spirit of sonship. And the beautiful thing about sonship and the revelation and the healing of that is that when we click over in November, Trisha Frost will be with us and she will be ministering on the spirit of sonship when she comes. Isn't God amazing? Because the spirit of sonship is all about kingdom. That's right. It's all about kingdom. It's all about big God dreams and plans. And if I can just interject really fast, as you're just saying that, I'm thinking about, you know, the scripture that we're, where Jesus always tells us that when you ask, you will receive. And I think that's such a beautiful thing that God entrusts people with where harvest is concerned. Because when he knows that you stand as a son, your heart and his heart are the same heart, the same vision. Like just like Jesus, when Jesus was saying, your will be done, God can entrust trust Jesus with every single thing that he had because he knew Jesus was not out to accomplish something that was his own. And that's the thing with us harvesting and the magnitude of the harvest that God has. It's because we have shown ourselves as faithful sons. Mm -hmm. When he pours out, he knows that what we are going to do with it is accomplish his purpose, his destiny, and his dream with our region. Amen. And so in Numbers chapter 14, In verse 24, this is the Lord speaking about Caleb because Caleb presents to us the antidote. It's the spirit of humility that has been faithful, that goes before the Lord, which is why we are getting into the word. We're seeking the Lord in scripture and in prayer to, to hear what it is that the Lord would have us to do. So we're not here with all of the answers tonight, but we are here with a timely message that's saying There are some great things that God wants to do when he prophesies this year of harvest. And God in his goodness is giving us this example of Israel. Because how many of you know there are many, many of God's children. He loved every single one of them, but not every one of them moved into the promised land. And, And we sometimes don't like to hear that as people of faith or children of God. But in in God's goodness, he does everything he can to bring adjustments in our thinking, to remove the blocks and the mountains from our lives so that we can, like Caleb, move into that promised land. Amen? And that's why you're here tonight. You're properly being properly positioned to hear a word Mm -hmm. so that you can hear it and catch it, receive it. And then we go before the Lord, each one of us, in faith, not in fear, with expectation of good and the expectation that we're on the right track and if there's anything that God wants to show us wants to speak to us he will and he absolutely can but we have to realize that sometimes in our lives if you're like me we can go 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 and sometimes I marvel that these seasons in God these doors these portals these opportunities in God will often come at at a busy season Uh And I, I, I sometimes chuckle at that. I think, you know, Lord, why couldn't you happen, make that, you know, this door open when nothing is happening in the world? Right. No, it's like the busiest time of all in summertime when everybody's cutting their grass and going away and now it's time doing all of the things that we're doing. And now you're calling us to this fast. And, and I think that that, that's, that causes us to, to stop and, and get our attention. Yeah. 
It causes us to make a decision. It causes us to make a choice. It causes us to get serious. It causes us to be desperate for God. We have to be desperate for God when the sun is shining and yeah. we want to be outside and yeah. do whatever we want to do. Yeah. We got to be desperate for the grace of God to be able to help us in this season yeah. because we have determined as people of God that we are going to receive all that God has yes. in the name of Jesus, not only personally, but yeah. to be able to affect, to, to, to have been given the stewardship and the privilege of changing regions for Jesus. Amen. Wow. And so this is what he says, the spirit of sonship and the spirit of humility. This is father speaking. He says, my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him and has followed me fully, him will I bring into the land where into he went and his seed will possess it. Amen. His seed will possess it. Caleb was a, was a man who never turned back. Caleb was a man, how many of you remember when, when they went in and they, they said, you know, we're like grasshoppers and Caleb said what? We're well able. We are well able. His words lined up with God. He said that, give me my mountain. He had faith in God. In Numbers chapter 13, the scripture says, And Caleb stilled the people before Moses, and he said, Let us go up at once and possess it. That's a divine response of obedience. For we are well able to overcome. He acted quickly on what God spoke. Let us go up at once and possess. He was a man who was confident and full of faith. He declared, We are well able. We are well able. And so we just want to take a moment before the Lord. And we just want Holy Spirit to come in. Hallelujah. We just welcome you, Holy Spirit, as we bring things to a close. We just welcome you, Holy Spirit. We marvel at your goodness. We thank you for a spirit of humility in this house that would even require us, Lord, to go to Prophetess Kathy and just each one of us had a peace. Each one of us had a part. Family. Lord, that's the master plan. Let us go up at once. For we are well. Holy Spirit, we invite you in the name of Jesus to come. We invite you to sever from us, Lord, as we've been talking about getting the doubt out, removing the doubt from our thinking. We invite you, Holy Spirit. Maybe it sounds like we were better off before. That's what Israel said. We want to go back and have leaks and whatever it was that they were longing for. What did you do, Moses? Bring us out here so we would die here? God says it was never about the wilderness. The wilderness was a period of transition where our thinking 
comes in line, get the doubt out, with the thinking of God, where every obstacle is removed and the wave of God literally carries us into the place of harvest and blessing. The deception, that's something we didn't talk about. There is an element of that in the dream and the only place the enemy can try to hinder or delay and stop us just like he did with the 10 spies, just like he did with Israel, is that we neglect the kind of thinking that would hinder us. I don't have what it takes. God's not with us. God's word doesn't work. It's too hard. We renounce those words in the name of Jesus. Lord, anything that would sound like that, anything that would look like that, God, anything that would hinder in the name of Jesus, we declare in the name of Jesus that we remove the doubt, 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 and we ask Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus that you would, and angels that you would minister here and on the internet and for those, Lord, that could not be here, that you would minister, that you would minister like you did, God, with, with Pastor Jess, Lord. You ignite a fire. You ignite a passion. You inspire our hearts, Lord. You cause, Father, the relevance, God. You cause, Father, the truth of these things to spring up in each one of our hearts, in each one of our hearts, in each one of our hearts, we declare in the name of Jesus, spring up, O well of truth. We declare in the name of Jesus that we receive the fullness of the harvest. We declare in the name of Jesus, Lord, the hidden wealth and secret treasures that you have been speaking to us about, God, for years and years and years and years. We declare in the name of Jesus for such a time as this, for such a time as this, for such a time as this. And Lord, Isaiah 58 declares, is not this the fast that I have chosen to loose, to loose the bonds of wickedness, which are any and every kind of thinking that is contrary to the truth that says we can and we will. We can and we will. We can and we will. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. We ask in the name of Jesus. Come on, let's just lift our hands. We ask Holy Spirit that you would move up and down every aisle. That you would move up and down every aisle in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, you might be sitting here tonight and you would say, yes, I felt like that. I felt like my life was better than before. I've definitely felt like I didn't fit. I've definitely felt an identity crisis. I definitely have felt like God has let me down, like God wasn't with me, like God has disappointed me. I'm asking you to, if you have a pen and paper on you, that you take a moment, that you take a moment, write it down, crumple it up, get rid of it. Let's draw the line in the sand tonight in the name of Jesus. Let's remove every hindrance in the name of Jesus. We ask, Lord, that that spirit of humility that we will call the spirit of Caleb, God, that would declare, let us go up at once in the name of Jesus. Because there's a witness in each and every one of our hearts, God. There's a witness in each and every one of our hearts, God. You've given us the word of God as a type and shadow. You've given us the word of God, Lord. You said there's nothing new under the sun. 
that we would understand, Lord, what situations and circumstances can look like, a point of reference, a point of contact. We repent, God, of every bit of murmuring and complaining about our life. Lord, things that have blocked and hindered. Lord, you said you've cut us a tributary. Right now, let the water flow. Right now, let the water flow. I see streams of water just beginning to flow into hearts where there was a block, where there was a barricade. In the name of Jesus, it's flowing right now. We receive it, God. 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 We receive it. Can we get the worship team up really fast? Really, really fast. Come on, let's go. Thank you, Lord. We just bless you. Come on. We bless you, God. We bless you. We bless you, Lord. We honor you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We just put ourselves, God, in that place of receiving. We put ourselves, God, in that place of receiving in the name of Jesus. We declare this place was made for the river. This place was made for the river. This place was made for the river. We thank you, Lord, for digging the wells of revival, God, in the name of Jesus that will touch, God, Southern Ontario and Western New York, God. We thank you in the name of Jesus for the leaves of Canada that bring healing to the nations, God, of the world in the name of Jesus, Lord, as you declared, God, this house to be a house of healing. We thank you, Father. We find everything that would isolate, every, we, every bit of independence in the name of Jesus, every bit of identity crisis, God, as the Bible declares that the whole earth is groaning for the sons of God to take their place. God, we declare that we receive. We declare that we receive. We declare that we receive. Holy Spirit, awaken us. Holy Spirit, cause us to be hungry, God, to receive our day of visitation. And Lord, we set ourselves in this fast, God, that you would speak to each one of our hearts, we ask, Lord, just like what you instructed us in that dream. God, there was something that needed to be sown in order to receive the harvest. Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus, show us what that seed is, God. Show us what that seed is, Lord. God, you said, unless a grain of wheat falls in the ground and dies, it abides alone. We ask God for the multiplication effect of heaven in the name of Jesus to literally catapult us, God. Father, you said it at the beginning of this ministry, this ministry would be marked by divine acceleration. And Lord, this is another moment, God. It's another new beginning, Lord. 10 years later, in the name of Jesus, where obedience is being required, God, we declare we receive of your grace and we respond. We respond. We respond. So Lord, we thank you as we put ourselves before you, whatever that looks like, God, loosing the bonds of wickedness, God, causing light and revelation to come in the name of Jesus, causing healing to flow and a new day, God, to dawn, the dawning of a new day, the dawning of a new day and a new season in God. We declare in the name of Jesus that we receive it. So Lord, we know that when we ask you, when we ask you to show us, God, what is the harvest, God? What is the seed that you want us to sow? 
What is that, Lord, that veil of hay, God, that represents the harvest? That we grew into the harvest field. What does that look like, God? What does that look like for my family? What does that look like for me, God? What does that look like? We set ourselves, Lord, for you to speak to us. We set ourselves for you to eliminate us. We ask you for wisdom and clarity and understanding. And in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, just say that I receive it, God. I thank you, Lord. I see it. I know it. I understand it. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. It's easy. It's easy. Hearing from you is easy. I'm a child of God, and I was destined and designed to hear. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes. 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 I just see like gold dust being just poured out like bags of like in our 